title of the message is our confession, our confession. Who's ready to go deeper? Who's ready to go deeper? Who wants to scratch the surface? You want to go deeper? Let's go deeper. Thank you, Jesus. You can sit down. Thank you, Taylor. Praise God. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Our confession must contain Jesus. And then it'll reach heaven. I want to talk about our confession. I'm just aware that sometimes people make confessions, but it doesn't line up with reality. It's like they'll say something, they'll say something, but it does, it's not consistent with their heart. For example, people say, Jesus is Lord. He's Lord. And, uh, and I'll say, praise God. Well, if the Lord called you to travel with me, would you come? Well, no. No, I wouldn't go. I'm quite comfortable at home. You know? Or, oh, yeah, Mark, I'll come with you. I'll say, all right, let's go to such and such a country that's uh, where you could get killed. Oh, no, no, that's, no, no, I wouldn't do that. So Jesus is Lord, confession, but not really. You hear me? And the inconsistency is a spiritual one. May our confession and declaration come from our heart commitment. Amen? When your confession lines up with Jesus in your heart, God abides in you. When your confession lines up with heaven, confession lines up with the word, God abides in you. When Jesus is in your confession, God abides in you. When you are confessing the word of God about healing of cancer, when you're confessing the word of God, what you believe in your heart, that God is miraculously providing for your needs, when you are confessing God's word by faith, the Bible says that God abides with you. 1 John 4.15 Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Consistency in the spiritual realm between your confession and the state of your heart. God wants a total yielding of our heart, our spirit, our mind, and our mouth to him. Philippians 2.9 Therefore God also has highly exalted him. What's his name? Jesus. 
and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. When I was a teenager, I had this experience uh, that really affected me for the rest of my life. I, uh, my father was the organist and choir master at St Andrew's Cathedral in Sydney. He was a spirit-filled man and played the organ for God's glory. My mother was a concert pianist. She's still alive. She plays her grand piano in the nursing home in the retirement village and she sings the great old hymns. Well, she plays them. She doesn't sing anymore. She's 88. And uh, people, she, she did it during lockdown, you know, and, you know, all the elderly people, they couldn't go anywhere, and they said, just keep playing, and there she was playing. So I grew up in the Anglican Cathedral in Sydney, and it was fairly religious. And uh, one day I was waiting to go and take communion. You know, you'd line up to take communion. And the Lord said to me, kneel. And I'm like, kneel? But, but you only kneel when you're supposed to kneel. You know what I mean? Like uh, Anglicans, they kneel when you're supposed to kneel. You get up and sing when you're supposed to sing. And you sit when you're supposed to... You don't do anything irregular. <laughs> and every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. And I learnt as a teenager to bow when no one else was bowing. And when he says prostrate yourself, prostrate yourself when no one else is doing it. He wants a total yielding. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Father. To bow your life before him and to yield your mouth before him. Let your confession be honourable to him. Let your confession be pleasing to him. You know, Jesus said there'll be many who say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, I never knew you. Because the confession didn't meet up, was not consistent with the heart. God is looking at your heart and listening to your confession. Do they line up? When we confess... Consider him whom you confess. Hallelujah. When you confess, consider Jesus. What type of person he is. Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly call, calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. Consider him the high priest of our confession, because all is unto him. When you confess Jesus Lord unto him, consider him who was faithful in all of God's house, not my will but yours be done. And when Satan, through Simon Peter, 
encouraged him, don't go to Jerusalem. Avoid the cross. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. And very often our confession is affected by the things of man. We're considering everything else. Hallelujah. Hold fast to your confession. Hold it fast. We heard from Bianca. God bless you, Bianca. How she held fast to her confession that Jesus was healing her, that he was giving her recovery, even though the doctors had said, you're disabled. Slim chance of ever working, ever working again. Hold fast to your confession. Hebrews 10.22 Let us draw near with a true heart. When you draw near to God, is it with a true heart? Have you examined your heart before you make your confession? Draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. When you confess, is it from a heart of faith? Lord, I believe that you're healing me. Do you believe it? Lord, I believe that you're healing this person. Do you believe it? Is there a consistency, a relationship, a connection between your heart and your mouth? Because God sees what's going on. Full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. That means that the blood of Jesus Christ has washed, has sprinkled your heart clean from sin. When you make your confession, is it with unforgiveness, hatred, resentment, holding a grudge? I'll never speak to that person again. Oh, yes, Lord, I confess you. You know, I love you, Lord, but I hate this person. Is your heart sprinkled with the blood of Jesus? Is your confession before God one of hypocrisy? Or is it pleasing unto him? And our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Are we defiled? Are we defiling ourselves by the things we do? I mean, so many times over the years, the Holy Spirit has located people and identified the things that are defiling them. You know, like, I remember uh, two kids, and uh, one had a bad leg, and the other had some other problem. And the Lord just said to the girl, teenage girl, this is the music that you listen to, and you're going crazy in your head, and you don't, you've never told your parents. She said, it's true. Sometimes I just feel like I'm going crazy. The Holy Spirit will reveal the stuff that's contaminating and defiling you. Then it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised, what did he promise? He promised your salvation. He promised your healing. He promised your deliverance. He promised to be your provider. He pro promised every type of blessing. He is faithful. 
If he is faithful, let your confession be faithful. Well, praise the Lord. I'm having a great day today. I'm on top of the world and, you know, I've just got a pay rise and everything. The next day you lose your job. Oh, things are terrible, you know. Your confession's going up and down. Let your confession be without wavering because he who promised is faithful. Well, one of the things I found was that when I, was, when I went through a nervous breakdown and when I went through stage four cancer, that God didn't change. God never changed. His word never changed. It settled in the heavens. He's faithful to his word. And I found that I was going up and down, but he was still there, the Alpha and the Omega. And to have discipline that your confession be unwavering just as he is faithful. Well, I believe God's healing me. Oh, today it's just terrible. No, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, in the good and the bad, be faithful. Turn to your neighbor and say, in the good and the bad, be faithful. So hold fast. Your confession in the midst of life's struggles. Turn to your neighbour and say, hold fast. Hold on. on. Jesus is faithful. Hebrews 4.14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast. Everyone say, hold fast. Our confession... For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathise with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He knows the things you're going through. He knows your depression. He knows the cancer. He knows the eyesight problems. He knows how bad your kids are. He knows what a mess your marriage is. He knows it all. Hold fast your confession because he is faithful. And he was tested in all points as we are, yet without sin. Keep your confession. Jesus, I'm having a rotten day today but you have not changed. You are faithful to your word and I believe that you are my redeemer today. Thank you, Jesus. This is my prayer of faith even though I'm having a bad day. (coughs) Amen. Confession. Not being ashamed of the Lord, you know. Not being ashamed. Uh, Over years I find... People are eager to be blessed, but, not, but some people are not so eager to confess, to testify of what the Lord has done. Oh, no, I don't want to get up in front of everyone. You know, I'm too shy. I'd be ashamed, you know. And if you're ashamed of him, he will be ashamed of you. Let your confession give him glory. Praise God. And God gives us opportunities. 
like I said before, it's not just speaking, you know, testifying or confessing this or that, but it's Jesus being in what you say. It's Jesus being in what you say. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Confession can become power. Prophecy is a power manifestation. It's power. Your confession can contain Jesus, who is the word of God. Hallelujah. There's something about persisting in your confession when all hell is blowing against you. Amen? You know, when all these difficulties are coming to you and I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go. You are my healer. You are my deliverer. You are with me. You will never fail me nor forsake me. Let your words be consistent with righteous actions. Let your words be consistent with righteous actions. Matthew 23, 14. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore you will receive greater condemnation. And you know, when you look at this scripture and you look at, at the church that's after this, you know, and it's motivated by greed, you know, you will receive the greater condemnation for, because you're making your religion it's, it has become a pretense. It's a fabrication for an ungodly motive. There has to be a consistency between your actions and your words. Amen. Matthew fifteen seven. Hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying... These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart. Jesus is always looking at your heart. You know, when you get delivered, he's delivering you so that he can take possession of your heart. When he heals you, it's because he loves you and he wants your heart. He heals and delivers you for the salvation of your soul. And when people make confession but their heart is far from him, he sees the hypocrisy of it because he is intent to save the soul. He is intent to love the heart. He is intent to become your Lord and Master and that you from the heart would believe in him, trust in him, and make him truly your Lord and Saviour so that your confession comes from your heart. And this lie and this deception, this pretense, 
I can be a Christian and do my own thing. I'll go to church, but I'll commit adultery on the side. You know, all of this garbage, it has to stop in the church. And that we make a true confession before the living God who sees all things. Don't let the devil distract you from your confession. Don't let the devil distract you. 1 Timothy 6.20 Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Take the word, let it indwell your heart and guard it. You know? So that you are always ready to make confession of our Lord. People talk about all sorts of stuff. During the COVID thing, all people wanted to talk about was vaccinations. All people wanted to talk about was all this stuff. And I found that people just didn't want to talk about Jesus. They didn't want to talk about, hear about testimonies. They just focus on all this stuff. Guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. I travelled with a guy, I considered him a friend, and uh, he was part of a team, you know, ministry, he had a good ministry of deliverance. And he said to me, unless I can talk to people about 5G, I will not be on this ministry. And I'm like, really? You can't pray for people to be healed without talking about 5G? You know, what a distraction. People allow stuff in life. It, it could be true, true stuff, you know. It could be a fact. But you allow it to distract your focus from serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Yeah. Amen. I went to New Zealand. God bless the Kiwis. God bless the Kiwis, brother, Michael. Yep. I arrived there and I was all pumped up, you know, we're going to have kingdom meetings and people are going to be healed and sat down to talk with the pastor. All he wanted to talk about was the All Blacks. That's it. He wasn't interested in talking about anything spiritual. Another time I was sitting with the um, pastor and his leadership. They took me out for, for dinner. The pastor was saying, oh, there's no fire in the church. Okay, okay. There's no. People are just. And all they talked about all dinner was the weather. And I'm like, no wonder there's no fire in your church. Pastor just talks about the weather. Trying to, trying to guide the conversation onto Jesus. Yep, back to. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't get distracted. Hold fast your confession. <laughs> Avoid the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge by professing it some have strayed concerning the faith. Amen. Don't be afraid to confess Jesus. Don't be ashamed of him. You know, I was in the country, New South Wales, somewhere, and, and I thought I'd take a, a walk. 
and it was way out in the middle of farming land, you know, and I'm walking down the road. Praising the Lord, you know. Praising the Lord, you know. I get back and the farmer said to me, I received a phone call from a neighbour. They said, be careful, there's a madman. <laughs> Wandering around. <laughs> lock your doors, lock your windows. <laughs> it's a madman. Hallelujah. Be willing to be crazy for Jesus. Amen. I have... Um, in our online ministry, um, well, in our team, we have a wonderful couple, uh, Brian and Ruth. And um, I've got to tell you the story. Is that all right? <clears throat> so um, Brian's uh, uh, background is military chaplain. And uh, so he decides he wants to get married. So he goes on some sort of Christian dating thing and uh, meets this lady, Ruth, right? And Ruth is like, he starts to talk about Jesus Encounter Ministries. She's like, no, I don't believe that stuff. And he's like, well, there's no way I'm going to marry this woman if we're not on the same page. So let, let's test her out. So come on, you come to an online meeting. So Ruth comes to the online meeting. She's like, hmm. She gets located by the Holy Spirit and starts screaming as she gets delivered, right? Absolutely transformed her life. Now she's full-on in deliverance ministry. And they are so crazy for Jesus. It's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. So they go down on the street, and she dresses as a bride. On the street corner, she's all dressed as a bride. And he preaches that the groom is returning. Jesus is coming back. I mean, they are just crazy for the Lord, you know. No shame. Turn to your neighbour and say, no shame. No shame. <laughs> Matthew 10, 27, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light. And what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Verse 32, therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. Confess him. Don't be afraid. Obey him. Amen. Keeping your social network at church, but losing your credibility with God you know it just amazes me people get healed and delivered and their church is completely dead and there's no way they'd ever consider leaving their church because all their friends are there and they're spiritually compromised they just keep going along with the religious stuff because they don't want to lose their friends Turn to your neighbour and say, who really is your Lord? What are you willing to sacrifice? John 9, 20. 
the healing of the blind man. And his parents answered the religious people and said, We know that this is our son and, th and that he was born blind, but by what means he now sees, we do not know, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed, everyone say confessed, that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, he is of age, ask him. The parents knew their son had been born blind, that Jesus had opened his sight and they refused to glorify God because of their social network. They didn't want to be an outcast from the synagogue. Come on. Your decision to follow Jesus will cost. Sometimes it will cost everything. Sometimes it will cost little. And normally you don't get to choose. Do you understand what I'm saying? But maintain your confession. Maintain your confession. What does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word is Christ. The Bible in you is Christ. Your confession is Christ. Your confession comes from the indwelling, abiding word of God within you. It's burning within you and you confess him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus is in your confession. Don't be ashamed of him. There's power in your confession. Hallelujah. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With your mouth be healed. With your mouth be delivered. With your mouth be saved. Hallelujah. With your mouth be redeemed. You need to confess the indwelling faith that you have. Confess it with your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, no special persons. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. He's rich to all who call upon him. You call upon the name of the Lord, that's your confession. Jesus, 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 I'm hurting so bad, but Jesus, Jesus, I'm holding on to you, unfailing, Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, there was a situation where the disciples couldn't cast out the demons and Jesus says to them, you faithless and perverse generation, wouldn't you like Jesus to say that to you? <laughs> then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Listen to his response. So Jesus said to them, 
because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, listen, you will say to this mountain, your confession must come from your faith. Hypocrisy is where there's confession and no faith. Hypocrisy is where there's confession and no righteousness. Hypocrisy is confession, but not walking in obedience to Jesus. Amen. Put your alignment with the word of God. Put yourself, your mouth, your lips, your tongue, put it in alignment with the word of God. Let the word abide richly in your heart. Amen. Amen.